Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Thursday, December 10th, 2020. Uh, sorry for getting this uh, to you a little late today. I ran into that age-old modern problem for the, <laughs> the daily podcast, and that being uh, computer problems. I keep running into technology problems. Uh, the challenge today being that, well, my charger broke. Both my computer chargers broke, and so my computer is dead. So here I am recording on the Voice Memos app on my iPhone, and so I apologize in advance for the low hum or the static that you're, that you're hearing, um, particularly if you're listening, listening with uh, headphones. But I did want to make sure to get you a poem here on December 10th, because today is the birthday of one of our most important poets, one of the most important American poets, uh, one of the most important poets at all. That, of course, is Emily Dickinson. So what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to keep it short and sweet, and I'm just going to read you three different Dickinson poems from uh, different times of her life. Uh, I'll limit my comments, and mostly I'll just let you hear from Emily Dickinson today. She had such a sense of music uh, in her poetry and a, such a sense of uh, how, to, how to employ form that um, they speak for themselves just uh, perfectly well, I think. So the first poem that I'm going to read is called In a Library. It goes like this. A precious, moldering pleasure tis to meet an antique book in just the dress his century wore. A privilege, I think, his venerable hand to take, and warming in our own a passage back or two to make to times when he was young. His quaint opinions to inspect, his knowledge to unfold on what concerns our mutual mind, the literature of old. What interested scholars most, what competitions ran when Plato was a certainty, and Sophocles a man, when Sappho was a living girl, and Beatrice wore the gown that Dante deified. Facts, centuries before, he traverses familiar, as one should come to town, and tell you all your dreams were true. He lived where dreams were sown, his presence is enchantment. You beg him not to go. Old volumes shake their vellum heads and tantalize just so. Uh, the next poem that I'm going to read is called The Snow. It sifts from leaden sieves. It powders all the wood. It fills with alabaster wool the wrinkles of the road. It makes an even face of mountain and of plain, unbroken forehead from the east unto the east again. It reaches to the fence, it wraps it, rail by rail, till it is lost in fleeces. It flings a crystal veil on stump and back and stem, the summer's empty room, Acres of seams where harvests were, recordless, but for them. It ruffles wrists of posts as ankles of a queen, then stills its artisans like ghosts, denying they had been. And then the third poem that I'm going to read is called The Coming of Night.
How the old mountains drip with sunset and the break of dun. How the hemlocks are tipped in tinsel by the wizard's sun. How the old steeples hand the scarlet till the ball is full. Have I the lip of the flamingo that I dare to tell? Then how the fire ebbs like billows, touching all the grass with a departing sapphire feature as if a duchess pass. How a small dusk crawls on the village till the houses blot, and the odd flambeau no men carry glimmer on the spot. Now it is night in nest and kennel, and where was the wood? Just a dome of abyss is nodding into solitude. These are the visions baffled Guido, Titian never told. Domenichino dropped the pencil, powerless to unfold. It's good to go back to Dickinson every now and then. It's uh, good for the soul, <laughs> good for the imagination. I don't have time to go into this right now just because of the nature of this podcast, but I think at a certain point we have overlooked just how important uh, Dickinson's influence was, how important of a poet she was and continues to be. And I don't mean that we don't sort of acknowledge, oh, Dickinson was important collectively, you know, as a reading um, people. But I think we take for granted the extent to which she informed and helped to create um, the last 150 years of poetry um, and prose as well. Um, the way that she informed and influenced the last 150 years of American literary imagination. We would not have the canon that we do were it not for Dickinson. Um, so on December 10th, I wanted to make sure to honor her uh, and um, to remind you to you know, read, read, read your Dickinson. Even if she's not your favorite, she's not my favorite poet. Um, but she has some of my favorite lines, some of my favorite images. And that she's not one of my favorite poets is probably uh, more telling about me than it is about her. I mean, certainly it's more telling about me than it is about her. But it probably is more a criticism of me than, it, <laughs> than I mean it to be a criticism of her. Uh, so with that, uh, happy birthday to Emily Dickinson. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. Thanks for listening.